Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Well, this is the fourth in a series called Grooming the Bride. And it's about preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord, that we might be found worthy and clothed properly with the righteous works of the saints. It goes like this, For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. Saints, are you ready? Are you making yourself ready for the coming of the Lord? Well, listen to find out what the bride looks like and what we can do to be ready. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Hi, this is Jeff with Eternal Promises, and this is the fourth in a series called Grooming the Bride. Well, it's all about preparing ourselves for the Lord Jesus and His second coming, being ready to stand before Him unashamedly as a workman or workwoman who has rightly divided the Word, who has spent and redeemed the time wisely. Now, let's start off, if we have not done that, let's say we've been a Christian for a short time or even a long time, and we have been slothful, we have been embittered, we have been caught in snares by Satan, whatever it is, I encourage you to resolve today not to let that be the remaining testimony of your life. Today, we can reverse course, we can be cleansed of all of, all of those shameful acts, and we can actually go forward in the right way, in the way that God would have us be. And that is to simply be led by Him, to say, Lord, what is it you would have me do today? Now, we know there are things that we might come across where the, the Lord has already spoken to it. If someone is in need, a real need, not, not a perceived need, but a real need, and we can help them, we ought to help them. As the bride of Christ, we should be abiding in Him. We should be doing His commandments. We should be reading His Word, meditating upon His Word. We should be memorizing the Word of God. We should be telling others about Him. We should be sharing our life in such a way that, uh, you know, when he says speak, when he opens a door that we walk through it and, and share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, and the reconciliation with God to those who don't know him. These are just some of the things that I could tell you, but essentially, it really is yielding our heart. That It starts and ends with that, a heart yielded to the Lord in, in every way possible. So, we've been talking about four attributes of the Bride of Christ, four attributes of what she looks like. And I want to reiterate again that the Bride of Christ is termed as New Jerusalem, or the Holy City. And this city is above, not below. It is not of the earth, but it is in that realm where God dwells. Now, of course, we are on this earth as ambassadors, as strangers and pilgrims, trying to point others to that heavenly realm, to that realm where the Lord Jesus Christ uh, sits in glory. So, so that we know how to be uh, dressed properly, let's go through the four. We've already gone through two right now. We're going to go through three and four today. The first one is that she, the Bride of Christ, is a great city. Now, I've already talked about New Jerusalem, uh, but she is a great city established on a great and high mountain. Which mountain would that be? That is Mount Zion. And the writer of Hebrews says, you have come to Mount Zion. It's not something that we have to you know, wait for someday. We have come. 
Now, there is going to be a time that it's fully revealed and manifested to us. But right now, spiritually, we have come to Mount Zion. Secondly, the bride of Christ is dressed up, perfumed, prepared uh, for her husband and only for her husband. In other words, the bride of Christ doesn't have eyes for other husbands. She's not adulterous. She's not a fornicator. She's, she's pure and she's prepared. Thirdly, the bride of Christ is radiant. She's brightly shining with the glory of God and good works, works that glorify God, both in our heart and in our body, what we put our hand to, what we think about, what we speak about, ought to be glorifying God. And the fourth attribute is that the bride of Christ is built upon a firm foundation, unmovable and unshakable. Now, let's go back to item three, because we've already walked through items one and two, but in this broadcast, we're going to go ahead and walk through three and and hopefully four, and we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Now, she shines, the body of Christ shines with great beauty and diversity of color, but one light. Now, why do I say that? Diversity of color, but one light. Well, those who comprise the bride of Christ are shining. Some are shining uh, violet, some are shining yellow, some are shining blue. You get the picture, but they're all shining. And allow me to illustrate with an imperfect example, but it's a great example. Did you know that pure white light contains all the colors of the full spectrum? It's really interesting. It is possible to isolate the individual colors of the spectrum, and you've all seen that if you've had a prism or you've seen a rainbow, but those individual colors of the spectrum do not make white light. It is all of the colors of the spectrum together that comprise or or compose bright white light. Now, this is an attribute of the body of Christ. We are all members of one body, as Paul puts it. But we're individually gifted in different ways, and we, we have different callings in the body of Christ. But as we're each doing what we're supposed to do as unto the Lord, the best that we can, when the world sees that, they see a bright, shining, glorious bride of Christ, rather than red elevating itself and trying to be the, 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 the lightest and brightest, or yellow over here trying to be the lightest and brightest. No, we should be trying to complement everyone working together to produce one light, and that is the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, not the glory of red, not the glory of yellow, and so on. And what is that light that we shine? Now, it's important to recognize that it's possible for us to quench and grieve the Holy Spirit by refusing to work alongside others who are shining, but of a different hue, possibly. It's possible to extinguish the fruit of the light by refusing to not be seen. In other words, the Lord may call one person to be very visible in the body of Christ, but that doesn't make them any better. It doesn't make them any more glorious to the one who is silently, quietly working behind the scenes. In fact, those silent, quiet, unknown workers are some of the most precious saints that I know, and and I believe that they are going to be some of the most elevated saints when we actually see the Lord face to face and they receive their thrones or their crowns or whatever it is that the Lord is going to gift them and grant them. So we should be cooperating together to form one light, one radiance, and one glory. We should be preparing ourselves by reconciling with others and by pursuing peace and holiness, because the Lord makes it clear that without holiness, we will not see the Lord. So remember, cooperation, many different hues of light coming together 
to shine one bright light. That is our primary function here, to glorify God in all that we do as one unified body. Now, I know that sounds potentially impossible, but nothing is impossible with our Lord. It's just because we have decided, we as the body of Christ, have decided not to be obedient in certain areas. And I'm here to encourage us each to do our part to be that light that is working with the other lights, that the glory of the bride of Christ may be more glorious than ever before. Now, the fourth attribute, the fourth and last attribute that I had here was that the bride of Christ is built upon a firm foundation. The bride of Christ is founded upon not only the teachings of the Lord, but apostolic teachings. And those, of course, are one and the same. But many people will point to the Lord and say, well, the apostle said this, but the Lord said that. Well, there is no contradiction between Paul and Jesus, or James and Jesus, or Peter and Jesus, or Jude or Jesus. Look, when Christ taught the apostles, theirs was to teach others, that those others might teach others what Christ taught the apostles, and so on. Many, quote, new teachings come and go. Fresh words, supposedly from the Lord, come and go. But there is only one place to be found, and it is on the foundational teachings of Christ and the apostles. How can you be sure you are standing on this foundation? Well, look, any teaching or lifestyle that contradicts what Christ taught is not the true foundation of God. Any sin, confusion, backbiting, pride, selfishness, covetousness, sexual uncleanness, etc., is not of God and not of Christ, not of the apostles, and most certainly not something we can take confidence in when we stand before the Lord to give an account. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Hi, this is Jeff, and I want to encourage you to go to the website eternalpromises.org, eternalpromises.org, and there you're going to find that we're involved in many things. One is this radio ministry that you're listening to. The other is an orphanage over in Uganda, and in fact, many children there who really are dependent on your support. Of course, we're trusting in the Lord, but the Lord works through His church. And you, who are hearing this, have an opportunity to give, to feed, to clothe, to educate an orphan. Additionally, online, we have tracks. We have many other resources. We have uh, thank you cards that are fabulous Uh, many more things. And I just encourage you to go check out the website. And if you feel like giving, if you feel led to give, please give generously. We have many needs. And lastly, check out the teachings, the archives, the broadcasts, because we're taking a bold stand and we need you to boldly stand with us. Go to eternalpromises.org and stand with us. To participate in the show. Submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll-free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome back to the program. We are on the fourth part of Grooming the Bride. How can we prepare ourselves to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? And we are anxious for him to come, are we not? Well, the fourth that we're on right now is she is built upon a firm foundation. The bride of Christ is founded upon not only the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the apostolic teachings. And those are one and the same because Christ taught the apostles and told them to teach others what he had taught them. It's a very simple concept. And that has been happening 
lo these many years, and the Lord has been true to his promise that he has been with us, not only with us, but in us, leading us and guiding us. Now, Jesus gave a great illustration of this, and he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he or she who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him or her to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Did you hear that? A firm foundation. But he also said, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built on sand. And when everything came against it, it fell and great was its fall. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.